Coming up, Aaron Judge hits two more home runs and Mike Clevenger gets his first win since 2020. This is Locked On Now MLB. The biggest games, the best performances, expert analysis. You are Locked On Now. Welcome in. You're listening to Locked On Now MLB, local experts weighing in on the biggest stories in baseball. I'm your host, Kanani Stevens. Thank you for making Locked On Now your first listen every single weekday. We've got our Locked On MLB host here to recap everything for you from yesterday. The Astros hit long balls all day in Boston in yesterday's best performance. The best performance. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Five home runs in a game is a lot, but five home runs in an inning is just absurd. Houston hit five out of Fenway in the second against Boston, and Locked On Astros recaps the beatdown. One, two, three, four, five. That's how many home runs the Houston Astros hit versus the Boston Red Sox in the second inning to lead to a victory over the Red Sox. And they did so in convincing fashion. And they set a franchise record. This is something that the Astros had actually done this before with four home runs in 2004. But now this is the first time they've done it with five home runs. And they've actually tied a major league record. They have done this uh, many times. Uh, the last team to have done it was the Yankees back in uh, 2020. And so this is something that is very rare to see, but to see the Astros do it, you see Yuli Gurriel getting action, you see uh, Jeremy Pena returning to the lineup getting action, and it's all backing uh, Jose Arquiti, who is not in his best form, but he, he pitched well enough to get the victory, and we'll talk about this on tonight's Locked on Astros podcast. Nathan of all these struggles spoiled a decent day at the plate for the Boston Bats, and our Locked On Red Sox host tells you the few things you can take away from a game that Boston fans will otherwise really want to forget. Raphael Devers had a marvelous night at the plate on Tuesday for the Red Sox, which typically spells bad news for the opponents. However, Houston decided to take batting practice off Nate Ovaldi in the second and route to Tuesday's win at Fenway Park. Hey, it's Lauren from Locked On Red Sox, and Nate Ovaldi got absolutely shelled in the second inning. He allowed five home runs in the inning to the Astros. They broke the game open there. They broke it wide open, never looked back on Tuesday night, but it wasn't all bad. Like I said, Raphael Devers had a great night at the plate, J.D. Martinez. So there is some good to take away from this game. More bad because it was a loss and because Nate Ovaldi did not look like the ace he has been. But Jake and I will break all of this down for you on Wednesday's episode of Locked on Red Sox. The Giants and Rockies combined for 17 runs in the thin air up at Coors Field. San Francisco got on the board early and often and Locked on Giants has more. Tommy LaStella reminding fans why he was brought back and they had to option Luis Gonzalez. Ben Caspic with the Locked on Giants podcast. Tommy LaStella at the top of the lineup. Right away, leadoff home run, just an absolute bomb. What was it, 464 feet? Just a rocket. I think a lot of people don't realize that this guy can hit for power in addition, in addition to being super patient and not striking out. And so LaStella was on full display tonight. He had three hits, a homer, two doubles, and he had a walk as well. And the Giants win a shootout, a slugfest in Coors Field 10-7. to 
Alex Cobb made the start, and I thought he pitched much, much better than the final line will indicate. But all in all, at the end of the day, it's a win. Camilo Duvall closes it out in the ninth, and it's on to the next one as the Giants will try to complete the sweep and win their 13th game in a row against Colorado. My goodness, it has been lopsided lately. Anyway, we'll break it all down on tomorrow's Locked on Giants, where it's your team every day. Aaron Judge hit two home runs for the Yankees Tuesday, but New York still had to hold off the Orioles in the ninth to secure the win. Locked on Yankees has everything you need to know from the victory. This is Stacey Gotsoulias of Locked on Yankees, and the Yankees beat the Orioles 5-4 in a game that became sweaty in the ninth inning thanks to a roll to Chapman and that new outfield in Camden Yards. Speaking of the new outfield in Camden Yards, Aaron Judge could have had three home runs tonight, but thanks to that new left field, he only had two, and I say only very sarcastically. The man finished four for five with two home runs, a double, drove in three runs, scored twice. He had a good game. And fun fact, the last time that he was out of the lineup, given rest, and came back the next day to play, he also had a multi-home run game. So it was a big day for Aaron Judge. So the Yankees are now 27-9 and on the season. I will have a complete recap of this game, including the pitching performances. Michael King was doing Michael King things. Jameson Tyone got another win. It was a good day in Yankee land. Coming up, the Rangers came back late on the Angels, and a rookie gets the Reds another win. This is Locked On Now MLB. Today's episode of Locked On Now is brought to you by Bet Online, the number one spot for all of your sports online gambling needs. You definitely want to check it out now with the NHL playoffs and the NBA playoffs in full swing. And of course, you can always bet on other sports as well. You just head over to betonline.net. Welcome back to Locked On Now MLB. I'm Kainani Stevens. Thank you for making Locked On Now your first listen every single weekday. The Texas Rangers came up with a ton of offense yesterday to beat the Angels as we recap the action around the league. Let's go around the league. The Texas Rangers unloaded seven runs on the LA Angels in the eighth inning and Locked On Rangers, along with Locked On Angels, goes over the offensive explosion at the end. Somebody rejuiced the baseballs, and whoever did has my undying thanks. It's Bryce Paddock, host of the Locked On Texas Rangers podcast here. To talk about a 10-5 to win by the Texas Rangers. This was a thrilling comeback win for the Rangers. It was not a great outing for Taylor Hearn. Baseballs were absolutely flying out of Globe Life Field, which is the, the first time I've ever really said that. The ball was absolutely jumping there. Taylor Ward home run, Mike Trout home run, Anthony Rendon home run for the Rangers or for the Angels against the Rangers and Taylor Hearn. Not a great start, but a good enough start because Corey Seager got his eighth home run of the season. Cole Calhoun continues to absolutely destroy, just destroy baseballs and a seven-run eighth inning punctuated by a Little League home run by Eli White, the fastest man in baseball. A horrible, horrible defensive play by Brandon Marsh in left field to just let the ball go underneath his glove. And Eli White, with the fastest wheels in all of baseball, was hustling it out of the box, knew they could turn that silly, silly error into a moment of pure beauty and joy. Rangers win 10-5, to and they have themselves a winning streak against one of the better teams in the American League. I'm feeling really good right now. 
Well, the Reed Detmer sequel was a terrible, terrible movie. Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Mike Frisch, one half of Locked On Angels. And one week ago, our boy Reed Detmers pitches a no-hitter, and we are celebrating with our hands above our heads. And then here we are, Tuesday night, with our heads hanging low, because Reed jumped on the struggle bus. Just three and two-thirds innings, gave up three runs, three hits, Really, really had a tough time against the Texas Rangers. Joe Madden yanks him from the game. But the good news was the Angels were still in the game. They were up 4-3 to three in the eighth inning. It looked like we were going to win this game. Ryan Tapera comes in and everything falls apart. The Rangers score seven runs in that inning and we end up losing 10-5. to five. And so again, our heads are hanging low. It's a different week. It's a different Tuesday. And so we're hoping that maybe Wednesday will be better for us with Shohei Otani on the mound. He's going to try to beat the sweep and get out of Texas with at least one victory. So we're cheering on the unicorn and we're cheering on our angels. Let's go Halos. The Chicago White Sox pitching showed up in a big way yesterday, allowing just two combined runs in their doubleheader. But Chicago only won one of the games. Locked on White Sox tells you what happened as Chicago stays right at 500. The Chicago White Sox split a doubleheader with the Kansas City Royals on Tuesday. Uh, got some solid pitching uh, from Dylan Cease in Game One. Uh, Sox won three to nothing. Uh, got a little bit of offense uh, enough, I guess, with Dylan Cease's solid outing. Game Two, the Sox went with rookie Davis Martin. Called him up from Triple A. It was his first. A start of the season, and he had a solid outing as well. It's just a real shame uh, that the offense could give him nothing as the Sox lost 2-1. to one. Uh, Offensive woes have been a problem for the White Sox uh, for a long period of time now. Uh, Sox sit at 18-18, and 18, and they send Lucas Giolito to the hill uh, on Wednesday against Zach Ranke. The Dodgers won both games of their doubleheader against the Diamondbacks and Locked On Dodgers, as well as Locked On Diamondbacks, have their thoughts after Tuesday's two games at Dodger Stadium. Will the Dodgers ever lose again? It doesn't seem likely at this point. What's up? This is Jeff from Locked On Dodgers. The Dodgers swept a doubleheader from the Diamondbacks on Tuesday, winning a close one in the first game, 7-6, to six, and a less close one in the second game, 12-3. to three. The first game was so close that uh, Dave Roberts got himself ejected, which doesn't happen very often. Uh, third base umpire Larry Vanover made a bad call on a check swing that should have been strike three. That guy ended up walking and coming around to score the sixth run in the ninth inning to bring the D-backs with him one. Uh, Dave Roberts let Vanover know what he thought and was ejected for his thoughts. I was hoping he'd get ejected again in the second game because getting ejected in both, ha- both halves of a doubleheader is a cool thing. And it would be funny if mild-mannered Dave Roberts did that. But unfortunately, the Dodgers just pounded the D-backs, so there wasn't much for Dave Roberts to get upset about. So, second game, the offense showed up. Freddie Freeman had three doubles. Uh, Tyler Anderson pitched seven innings after giving up back-to-back homers in the first inning. He basically shut the D-backs down for the next six innings. Uh, gave the Dodgers some much-needed length. They used Phil Bickford in the eighth and position player Hanser Alberto in the ninth inning. So, uh, a lot to talk about about this doubleheader. Vince and I will be with you tomorrow morning like we are every weekday morning. I know we're going to talk a little bit about Craig Kimbrell and how we kind of clench a little bit when he comes in and maybe uh, some similarities to previous closers. So, check out Locked on Dodgers like you do every weekday morning. D-backs get swept in their doubleheader against the L.A. Dodgers. Just not a fun day overall. Miller Thomas of Locked on Dimebacks here. I think you have to put the blame on the starting pitching, and we 
have not been able to say that much this season because the starting pitching has been so good for the D-backs. And one of those guys has been Merrill Kelly, an early Cy Young candidate, not just for the D-backs, but in the National League. And he had his worst start of the season today. We knew he was due for an implosion one of these days, but a complete disaster against the LA Dodgers. Only able to make it through two innings, gives up eight earned runs, a home run as well. He did not look good. And the man who started in the first game didn't look any better because Tyler Gilbert is a fan favorite. First career start, no hitter against the San Diego Padres, but you wouldn't know that watching today's game because he did cruise early in the game, but in the sixth inning, it all fell apart for Tyler Gilbert. He gave up four home runs between the fifth and the sixth inning, gave up a bunch of earned runs. The starting pitching on the day just did not look good. The offense showed up in the first game. It did not show up in the second game. Terrible series so far by the D-backs against the Dodgers. They have lost three straight games, but we still got a fourth game to salvage the series. I mean, not not in terms of series win, but we can at least get a little momentum as we face the Chicago Cubs once again. So let's end the series strong with a win. The Cincinnati Reds won their battle of Ohio teams thanks to a great start from a rookie on the mound. Our Locked on Reds host has the recap after Cincy won for the seventh time in the last 11 games. It's official. Every single Major League Baseball team now has at least 10 wins as the Cincinnati Reds have finally reached that plateau. Hey, this is Jeff Carr from the Lockdown Reds podcast here to tell you how Connor Overton authored the Reds' 10th win. Now, I know he's not going to get credit, and once again, another debate as to why pitcher win-loss records really don't mean a whole hill of beans, but Connor Overton, seven and a third, absolute or seven and two thirds, absolutely amazing innings for him. He continues to show why he is one of the most, if not the most, valuable Reds pitcher at the moment. And if you have me saying that at any point this year, that makes one of you. Great way, though, to bounce back for the Red Legs after losing the most historically terrible loss I can think of, of losing a no-hitter. But hey, they get a win in their first game back, and now they go into the final game of the Ohio Cup looking for a split. Yeah. Oh, well. Good to see, though, as the Reds bounce back with a win, and we'll talk more about the awesomeness of Connor Overton on tomorrow's Locked on Reds podcast. The Cardinals lost the first game of their doubleheader in New York against the Mets, but fought to take one from the Mets in the late game. Locked on Cardinals goes over another twin billing from baseball on Tuesday. Somehow you just find a way to win, and that's exactly what the Cardinals were able to do today in game two of the doubleheader against the New York Mets. I'm Lucas Smith of the Locked on Cardinals podcast. And while game one saw the Cardinals unable to get the big hit that they needed to win as they lose 3-1, to one, the offense was sputtering, it was bad. Game two saw some, some bad moments still, but at the end of the day, the Cardinals found a way to win. They had a pass ball. They had a ball that should have been caught that wasn't. They had some balls not bounce their way, but at the end of the day, Tyler O'Neill beat out an infield base hit in the top of the ninth to score the go-ahead run, and Giovanni Gallego somehow, someway, made that run stick, nailing down his seventh save of the season. It wasn't always pretty, but at the end of the day, a win is a win, and the Cardinals were able to earn a split in the doubleheader tonight against the New York Mets. I'll be talking about it on the next episode of Locked on Cardinals, so be sure to tune in. That's it for today on Locked On Now MLB. Thank you for making Locked On Now your first listen every single weekday. Make sure you check out Locked On MLB and your team's Locked On podcast. I'm Kaidani Stevens. This has been Locked On Now.